And welcome back. Welcome aboard another par train. If your golf game is off the rails and you're sick of riding that struggle bus, you have come to the right place. We help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again because we know if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The par train is all about unpacking the mental game. We talk to PJ Torpos, best-selling authors, sports psychologists, and people like you and me, everyday golfers, to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This is a bonus episode as a part of our brand new LFG series that is a shorter form where we handpick our greatest sound bites from our most popular episodes, mash them together over music around a singular theme and get you fired up in the right frame of mind on your way to the course, an important meeting or whatever you're on your way to. This will fire you up. Let's go. As professionals, we're you know, comparing ourselves constantly to the best in the world and uh, other PJ Tour players and, and all that. But like, where where do you fit in that mold or where do you see yourself in that um, in that world of professional golf? Do you see yourself at the very top? Yeah, I think it's sort of uh, one of those look in the mirror moments, right? If you find somebody who thinks negatively and talks negatively, you could go a couple different ways. I mean, Obviously, you could tell them a thing more positively, but that doesn't really work. But you could say, you know, if you were caddying for yourself or you were talking to yourself, how would you want that person to think and talk back to you? And, mm. you know, that's always been one of the things I've kind of tried to do is it's almost like to treat other people as you'd like to be treated. Well, treat yourself how you'd like other people to treat you. What command do I have over my swing today? You know, my... Am I really clicking or am I missing it a little bit, you know, a certain direction or, or both ways? You know, how, how aggressive can I play the rest of the round? And not only do you, like, uncover how you're really feeling about your game, but in those four holes, you can also create momentum for the rest of your round. What's the last thing you told yourself before that shot? What, what were you feeling in your practice swing? How did you deal with the, the shot afterwards? Just talk it out, figure out what happened and then go see how you can do the next time. Finding what worked well for me and getting in the right posture and setup. Because we all know if you have a good setup, um, you're going to swing well. And when we start swinging poorly, nine times out of ten, you can go to your setup. Are you, are you set up with your feet closed or open? Are you set up with too much weight in your left side or your right side? Or I mean, all these things. We can go back to our setup and start refining our swings. It's all about kind of like, what's going to happen. You're, you're unsure of the future. You're unsure of how you're going to play or what you're going to shoot or what you're going to finish. I'm unshackled, if you will, from some of the negative thinking I've had in the past or some of the scared thoughts I've had in the past. I mean, I have real confidence in my golf game. I know where my golf swing is. My putting's one of the best parts of my game. So, um, you know, here in the last year and a half as I started to play well and shoot some low rounds, I've been able to sort of tap into that mentality like, okay, let's keep going. You really need to, like, separate yourself from expectations after a great week and focus on the same stuff that got you there in the first place. Yeah, we expect perfection. You know, it's sort of the unfortunate, I'd say, aspect of our society, our culture, um, and even our sport. I mean, golf's sort of a perfectionistic sport, so, you know, the kinder you can be to yourself. Uh, I think it's going to probably translate to better golf. It doesn't matter if you've played it a hundred times or if you play it once. If you play well and execute like you're supposed to execute, you will finish well. Everything that's happened has already happened. It's okay. You can forgive yourself. You know, everybody misses cuts. Everybody goes through swamps. 
it's no big deal. And then number two is you still have elite talent. Some guys, friends of mine, if they're not near the top or if they're definitely going to miss the cut, they just start playing reckless and doing kind of silly stuff out there. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't know what it is, but I'm not like that at all. Like occasionally I might go for something when, when I wouldn't normally, but for the most part, I'm playing golf the exact same way I would be playing if I was leading the tournament. Okay. I've got a little momentum. Like maybe I can be a little more aggressive, you know, and, and I've gotten off to a solid start. You know, that's, that's something that I never used to think about when I started out playing. You know, I used to um, always just play pretty aggressively right out of the gates. And um, it's funny how sometimes, even if you're feeling great and you miss kind of one, one shot, all of a sudden you're short-sighted and make a bogey or a double and just kind of sets the tone for the day. And I really wasn't focused on certain swing thoughts or feels, but it was more of getting, making sure I got in the right setup and posture to allow my body to react. That's why I think I was able to be so consistent. Golf's a pretty fickle game, and no matter what's happening on or off it, you, you've got to keep your things really in line and keep your head above water and talk well to yourself. The best thing I can do for myself right now is just do my best out there. We call it SAT. S <laughs> is strategy. How is your strategy? Did you pick the right shot? Was it a nine iron cutting or an eight iron draw? I mean, did you pick the right shot? A, aiming. Did you aim the right way with your feet and your shoulders and your mind? Did you trust your strategy and your aiming? Did you really trust what you're doing? So I can always go back when I miss a shot to those three things. Was it my strategy, my aiming, or my trust? SAT. Maybe a bad thought came in your head on a previous shot and you um, dealt with it well and you backed off and you were able to you know, go hit a good shot. You know, it's, it's all just kind of dealing with information and uh, you know, trying to put yourself in the best mindset. 4,000, 5,000 stuff. If you let one of those affect the next few, which can affect the next few, you can snowball in the bad direction. But if you let, if you forget about it and try to play the next shot as best you can and help that roll into it, over 5,000 shots, you're going to be ahead of the curve. When I, you know, pick a somewhat conservative target, it frees me up to swing better, I think, and with more freedom. Um, yep. You know, if you come out right, at, right out of the gates and you've got a six iron and you're trying to get it into a tuck pin, you know, it's, it's not a low stress shot, you know, and coming coming out, starting around, like, my philosophy now is, like, I want to play low stress shots that I can swing aggressively and confidently to, you know, more conservative targets and then build my round off of a solid start. It wasn't like, I'm going to go hit balls for a couple hours and then go uh, play video games. No, I was going to be out there playing, competing, um, doing everything I could to put myself in position as much as I could with pressure. I'm kind of the guy who, like, when I'm over par, I'm a little bummed out and, and you know, maybe a little uh, feisty. But if I'm under par, you know, I'm pretty nice to myself and I feel pretty good. And I know I've, I've gotten just, you know, one putt or a couple swings away from maybe getting really far under par. So I guess for me, like the birdie every hole mentality, you know, just means I'm going to get under par, I'm going to feel comfortable. Daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, six-month goals, yearly goals, five-year goals, ten-year goals. And how was I going to get there? How was I going to approach every single day to get better? So I, I was always having something to work on. If you've got six holes left and you're outside the cut by four, well, what would you like to do? Well, I'd like to birdie every hole coming in. So. <laughs> Um, let's try it. Let's do it. Uh, it's still possible. It's, until until it's impossible, um, you know, I, I, I'm always still trying to grind it out. Like I think earlier in my career, I focused more on money 
and like what I was making each week with each shot, like what what the last putt was worth on the last hole on Sunday. Um, but I don't know. The more I've played, like I've realized, like you're gonna make what you're gonna make. You just need to play golf and try and be your best, and let that stuff like take care of itself. Like almost not even pay attention to it. When you win, not only is it a million dollars but it's a two-year exemption plus the rest of that year and all your tournaments and the Masters, things that we've been working for our whole life. And if you can somehow make that seem like it's normal, which for us rookies is really, really hard, then you're in good shape. They're human. It's golf. It's the hardest yeah. game in the world. And they are it's the most error-prone game in the world. You can watch a baseball game and you see a handful of errors and you're like, wow, that's a lot. In golf, you see a handful, a hole sometimes. I mean, it's like error and compounding errors and they all do it. The best in the world make so many mistakes. They hit so many terrible golf shots. And it just took me a while to probably really understand that and realize that. Everybody always says, play one shot at a time, stay in the present. Like, yeah, that's easier said than done. And then my way of coping with that is trying to realize how many shots I'm actually going to hit and that's how going to stay there. I think you get caught up on, I mean, I missed the cut last week in Jackson and you're like, oh man, you're struggling or something. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to miss a lot more cuts this season. I don't know if I'm going to miss four more or 15 more, but I don't really care. Like, miss cuts don't, it, it's frustrating. It always sucks to go home early. Uh, sure. You feel like, you know, you're not performing. It, it always sucks. But I don't get as wrapped up in it now as I as I would have maybe two years ago even. It's not easy to stay on tour for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. So whenever I see a guy that's done that, I really try and pay attention to uh, what they do well and you know, learn from that, apply it to my own game. It's not about playing well every single week, but it's, it feels like that sometimes. You know, that's, that's golf. I mean, you can't, you never let up until you're done. Hey guys, this is Evan. Real quick before you hop off the train, I got something for you. It's called the Train of Thought. It's our new email newsletter. Would you like to get one nugget, insight, or thought that we're pondering every week that could help keep you sharp and help your mental game? Go to thepartrain.com and subscribe to the Train of Thought newsletter today. It's really the best way to enjoy the ride. This episode of The Par Train, like every episode, is presented by our friends at Roback Activewear. Roback.com, enter the code TRAIN, get 50% off. See you guys.